Welcome to Change Making Women, the podcast for women who make a difference. With Siada Bade in Dar es Salaam, Tanzania, and Marianne Clements in London, in the UK. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to yet another podcast this week. Um, hi, Marianne. Hi, Ziada. How are you doing? <laughs> oh, I'm fine, thank you. Uh, before we forget, my name is Ziada, and I'm podcasting from Dar es Salaam. And I'm Marianne, uh, podcasting from London. <laughs> okay, so how has your week been so far? Okay, do you know we've had a funny thing in London this week? So I think the weather that we're experiencing at the moment has been coming up from, they say, like the Sahara and then across kind of Spain and Portugal and into the UK. And to, today and yesterday afternoon, we've had this like weird dark sky, even though it's not dark. It's not actually dark. And I think it's it's actually dust. There's like yeah. dust in the um in the atmosphere, and it makes the sky go all brown. It's a very strange mm. thing. And like, okay. yeah, it's a really strange thing. But it, it it's weird because it happens seems to happen in the afternoon for some reason. I don't know what it is, what the reason is. But mm. um, so suddenly it goes all dark, almost like something weird is about to happen. And then you know, and you think it's going to rain. You know how it goes dark when it rains yeah the sky is not black it's like brown and it doesn't rain it's really strange okay. mm. really strange last that's two days. very strange indeed yeah very very strange <laughs> indeed. well in Dar es Salaam it has been uh it's getting hotter uh-huh. uh, days approach December yeah. so <laughs> I guess our bodies are still adjusting to that so half of the time you find yourself very exhausted very dehydrated uh did you just completely, you know, find yourself completely burnt out in that sense. And, <laughs> literally. And literally, you're burnt out. But speaking about being burnt out, I came across this article. It's quite, quite interesting. And it was talking about um, many millennial women are experiencing job, job burnout before they even turn 30. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it went ahead and... Um, describing what burnt out is the saying that an extended period of time where someone experiences exhaustion and lack of interest in things resulting in decline in their job performance right so now i want to pose a question to you because i think it's something that we we, we've been discussing as well burnt out Mm -hmm. talk to us about that (laughs) there's a bit of a catch-all phrase that occurs to me as you're talking about it but i think most of us, it means, um, you know, we can't function in, the, in, a, in our usual way anymore, right? And um, I've kind of thought about and talked actually to quite a lot of women over the last year or so with setting up the Jersey Project. And obviously that's about, you know, how do, we, how do we prevent this from happening or how do we maybe equip ourselves to deal with it better? Um, and I've, I've come up with kind of, a load of different signs and these are kind of ba- these could be things that you might not have associated right with being burnt out um but and like you said you know you might you might not be able to put your finger on it but something's not quite right yeah so i'll um i'll tell you a few of them yeah <laughs> and see if any of these have been showing up for you lately <laughs> 
how about do you ever doubt that you're any good at your job or whether you're the right person to be doing it that's one i mean that that does happen and mm. you just feel like whatever i'm doing is just not good enough yeah yeah that's and then you start thing, right? yeah i mean it's not good enough or you're not doing good enough of a job or you're starting you start feeling insecure about your job yeah um and you you just feel like okay i'm underperforming and i think all the time when you start feeling that way having all those insecurities about your job and everything you tend to take a step back mm. and be like okay i'm just going to be disinterested Mm. and then let's see what happens mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yeah and that what i find is like um burnout burnout can sometimes show up as thinking you're not doing a good job even if you're actually doing an okay job or even if in fact other people are, are telling you you're doing fine but having this sort of lingering sense of like i'm not i'm not sure that i'm i'm doing the right stuff i'm not sure that this is going right I, and it's kind of doubts that creep in that are kind of non-specific particularly you know because sometimes you know there are things we, we don't do well and things we have to apologize for and things we're you know not brilliant at of course they are but that sort of lingering sense of not being good enough can often be you know can often be associated with actually being too exhausted to do a good job and, and having a sense of that somewhere in you but not being able to you know really point to the fact that that you're actually a bit burnt out right and that you can't function properly anymore until you until you rectify that situation in yourself that it's actually not that you can't do a good job but that you're, you're you're currently not resourced or equipped enough you know which are different things but sometimes we don't recognize the difference and we kind of think there's something wrong with me or like i'm no good at this when actually there's some things that we need to put in place in order to be able to you know do our best at the job um, I'll tell you a few others that, that, that I found come up quite a lot. So this might be a familiar one, I don't know, but struggling to sleep or lying awake at night worrying about problems at work, problems in your life, a general sort of trickiness around being able to rest properly, you know, because sleep is something we need, right? And it's one of the things that actually um, helps us to avoid burning out is, is getting proper rest. But I often find that when people are, telling me that they're in a situation of burnout, overwhelm, exhaustion, that actually they're not sleeping very well and that's kind of compounding the problem. Is that familiar? <laughs> it, it's quite familiar. I think to just to add on to that, there's also that lack of motivation. Mm -hmm. uh, it's just you're no longer uh, motivated to do, I don't know, at least from my personal experience, it's just you're no longer motivated. I mean, you wake up in the morning and you have to drag yourself get out of bed yeah to just to, and go to work you know yeah yeah and no, it's great that you brought that one up because that shows up for some people for other yeah. people what shows up is worrying about work and uh and sort of fit, working harder and harder sometimes shows up as well so like you you think you're never going to get it all done so you you must work much longer hours you know and you're worrying you're not able to sleep because you're worrying about getting everything done so so it may show up as a lack of motivation totally and it may also show up as like you know sort of trying to get everything done without any kind of any understanding of your you know the capacity that you have in your days you know not asking anyone else for help just kind of motoring on through and working harder but the thing that i 
always say to women I work with is that working harder can't cure burnout because burnout is related to both working, you know, really hard, often working too much and not taking enough breaks. And then also often to like being out of kilter with, so I, I borrowed this from uh, a woman called Alessandra Pigney in her, in a book she's written about burnout in the humanitarian sector. So that's like people dealing with disasters and emergencies, you know, when there's like floods or wars or famines and stuff. And she talks about like, if our work is like, we think it's one thing, but the reality of it is like not um, not what we had imagined. So in that world, um, everyone or most people join that sort of world because they're passionate and they really want to make a difference. And sometimes they then find themselves in organizations that, are frust- that frustrate them, where rather than everybody sort of passionately trying to contribute to a cause together, there's lots of infighting, there's politics, there's, you know, there's difficult organizational dynamics, there's problems with getting things done, you know, in a way that feels good and efficient and whatever. And and so when people in that situation are feeling like things are not quite going, you know, that they're not aligned, right? The, 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 the reality of my work is not aligned with what I was hoping for and what I see as important. So it's kind of out of kilter with your values, then people often feel more burnt out as well. So there's like, diff, you know, the, the, there's the not resting enough, there's the working too hard, and then there's also things being kind of uh, off kilter, yeah, with the values or the, the principles that you hold in yourself and the reality of, say, your working life or the things you're doing in your life. Does it make any sense? I don't know. But, um, yeah, yeah, absolutely, it does, it does. And, and, and what Alessandra says is that those two things together, that's what leads to burnout, because if you're working really hard and focused on a goal that you feel in total integrity with work that you love feel passionate about yes if you work too hard you'll get tired but that sense of burnout also be there's a sense of burnout also being something more it's not just tired and need to know to rest although it is that and for some people it is just that but very often it's also and what I'm doing the action that I'm taking all the busyness all the things on the list don't feel like they're getting me but I think we need to go. So that also like compounds it because rather than working hard and feeling like it makes a difference, I might be working really hard and just feeling like I'm like treading water and never get anywhere. And that compounds our sense of burnout and overwhelm. Mm. And, and the problem is that we often deal with that by working harder, doing more, as in working harder as in doing more because that's what we've learned that if we do more, if we do more, eventually we'll get to the end of all the things. Mm. <laughs> Have you ever got to the end of all the things you need to do? Do I, do you even see that road to the end? It's like somehow ah, you keep chasing. You never you get to chasing, the end, right? <laughs> you keep chasing and you just never get to the end. I mean, I mean, it's not, it's not frustrating. I guess that's part of life for you to keep chasing. So you, are, you finally get to that end. Or maybe you are not meant to get to that end. Right. So, so maybe <laughs> You're meant we, to keep on chasing. Exactly. Yeah. So maybe if but, we accept that mm-hmm. those things will, then they're not going to come to an end unless we choose to end them. That we will mm-hmm. always think of more things to do in this world, right? Yeah. Then the idea of just trying to get everything done so that I can rest starts to look pretty ridiculous, right? Because, because there's always going to be more to do because I will always think of I could just do that and make that better because we are, we are constantly in our minds trying to improve what we're doing trying to um, you know whether for good or bad purposes but we're always constantly you know thinking of more things right 
um, and so if, if you, unless you have ever, and some, maybe some people do get to the end of their list, but for me, I don't think I ever get to the end of a long list. Like I might get to the end of a list if I say like, right, today I'm going to do two things, you know? I'm going to pub publish a blog and go shopping. Of course, I could get to the end of that list. But most of us have like a longer list of all the things we want to get done and never get to the end of that. So if we just accept that, right? I'm never going to get to the end of this list. Then the idea of getting to the end of the list before you rest, before you look after yourself, before you fill yourself up, before you take leave, before you take a break, starts to you know, seem a bit ridiculous because that end is never going to come. So what you're basically saying, if you say that to yourself is, I'm never going to take a rest. I don't deserve a rest and I don't need a rest. And yeah. you, can't cure, you can't cure burnout and, and overwhelm by just doing more and keeping on doing more. That's my take. <laughs> so uh, right there. So then how, how do you overcome burnout? So I think that, um, you know, what you mentioned already, like, like you know, choosing to take a break is, an, is obviously something that's going to help people. And one thing I talk about um, with some of the women I work with is, okay, so if we accept that you can't fix burnout with more work, um, but you find yourself feeling, you know, aware that it's all too much on a semi-regular basis, right? And there are other signs that might be coming up as well. Like you might not really be conscious that it's all too much, but things might, for example, be going wrong a lot. Um, so you might find that you're losing things, can't remember where you put things things are getting lost, things are, practical things are going wrong, you're putting, you know, the wrong, something in the wrong place and then you can't find it. That's another sign that, that there's just too much chugging around in your brain and, you're, you know, you're, you're, your mind is not able to process and keep focused on doing the right thing next. Um, you might find you can't concentrate in meetings, you might find you don't quite know what was going on and you're just sort of there nodding. <laughs> you might even find, you, you know, you're unable to, to concentrate at all. Um, there's another one I talk about, like, you might find you, you know, you find yourself bursting into tears, you know, unexpectedly and stuff. And I, I talk about how there was a time when I used to carry sunglasses with me, even in the winter. <laughs> ah, I know the Just feeling. Case, right? <laughs> I, I, I know the feeling because, you know, sometimes you be one minute, you're fine. Another minute, you're just bursting into tears yeah. for no reason. Yeah, and, then you, yeah, yeah. and then you ask yourself, why are you even doing this to yourself? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> that know? kind of thing. These people will be fine. That, it, that there's just too much cogging about in our brain and yeah. not enough. We're, we're not able to make like enough sense of where we're headed. So we're kind of, we're kind of stuck in the constantly trying to do stuff and then not kind of clear that it's making a difference. We're not getting that sense of like, okay, I've done X and Y and it's made a difference. So I can see how now I can rest and do more and, I, you know, I'm going somewhere. Um, so what do I suggest? Okay, so, so if you are in a kind of, if you have a, a current sense that you're in a kind of chronic burnout situation where you're, you're feeling on a fairly regular basis that you, there's too much, you're overwhelmed, you'll never get it all done, there's always more, you can't quite cope with it. You're just, you know, you're, I quit, you know, I say treading water. Where I mean, like, treading water is like when you're in the water, right? You're stepping and not going anywhere, right? If you have that sense, I have some, like, sort of uh, immediate, I call them immediate strategies. 
So one of them is, uh, I, I call it like five minutes, yeah? So five minutes is literally just stop what you're doing when you notice, when you notice yourself thinking about all the things, yeah? You stop what you're doing. Obviously, don't do this while you're driving a car or something, yeah? Don't do it in the middle of a meeting. <laughs> but you stop what you're doing in a, in a time when, you know, you can be in a private place. And if you need to, you can go sit in the toilet, you know? <laughs> you can go sit in your car. And um, then I, I suggest, and this is just a suggestion, but, but the, the first thing is to stop. And then I suggest is... Um, you actually close your eyes and just so be somewhere safe as well as private and you just like notice how you feel in your body I think mm. a lot of our guests on the show have talked a bit about this that sometimes also um this sense of overwhelm and burnout can come from like it all being in our head and that's why sometimes we can't sleep when this thing's bothering us and so on because like it's all going on in our heads and there's a sort of disconnect often that we sense between like what's actually going on in our bodies that might be feeling exhausted or might have information for us, but we're not really noticing it because we're so, you know, we're so um, full of what's going on in our head. So I suggest you notice your body and focus on your breath. It doesn't mean changing anything about your body or your breath at all. Literally, you close your eyes, you notice your body and you focus on your breath. You mentioned something saying that you should stop. I think it also reached a point. Now, this is from my personal yeah, yeah, experience, which is quite recent. Mm. Um, I just reached mm. a point where I just say to myself, I need to stop. Yeah. Because you, you just feel like you're not stopping. You're moving. You just keep on moving like you're, you're on a road and it, this, it's like merry-go-round. Yeah, you're exactly. doing the same thing, and then it becomes very routine that you just keep on doing the same thing, and you don't stop, and you go to sleep, and it's, and somehow your brain doesn't stop because you're busy thinking about work and what's going to happen the next day, and I haven't finished this, I need to finish this. So you're constantly thinking, and when you get home, and then you have, you know, you also have to balance it off with, you know, the family and and things like that. So you you find yourself you're almost like being pushed to the wall. And you, you can, it's like you can't breathe. So when I talk about five minutes as well, I'm talking about stopping, um, you know, just telling yourself you're going to stop five minutes. And then you might end up realizing you need to stop for a week, like you're speaking to, right? But yeah, just stopping for five minutes, closing your eyes, noticing how you feel in your body, you know? And I just wanted to add one thing to that. And then, and, you know, we, we can keep talking about it. Um, I also um, suggest that you ask yourself, you know, is something really, is there something that's really bothering you? And that could be anything, right? But is there something that's really on your mind? It could just be the busyness itself, or it could be something else, right? And then I, my, my recommendation is, um, I call it a rant. <laughs> so that means like you, you have a shout about it, or you have a write about it, yeah? So you allow like all the stuff that's bugging you. You know, I'm so busy. I don't have time to everything. Oh, there's all these things. All these people are bothering me. No one ever helps me. Whatever it is, right? And you let it come out. So either verbally, like you actually speak it out loud when no one's listening, right? This is why the toilet or the car can help. Or on a piece of paper, get a piece of paper right with a pen. And just let it all out. Because some, there's so much stuff that could be like buzzing around, like you just said, in our brains. 
as well about you know mentally buzzing around like there's this and da, 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 like you said and you feel like you're you're kind of drowning in it so the point of speaking out loud or writing out is it sort of helps it to for want of a better word get out of you <laughs> be expressed that's what it is right and once you've yeah. done that you that you then close your eyes and breathe again and just see how you're doing and you might be doing yeah. a little bit better and if yeah and, and then you can go back to what you're doing or if you feel like okay i've stopped and now i want to keep stopping then you choose to do something to look after yourself whatever it is you know that you love to do you know it's great to do it for a week and you also in five minutes can do that and it's mm. just about like slightly shifting what's going on and you know you could just do that for five minutes every day and not do anything else and it will help begin to help you to shift some of that sense of too much so you've stopped for a week mm. yes <laughs> how's it going um I've, I've just stopped stopped in a sense of just yeah, i'm doing something else um it's not work related it's more of you know some of the things other than my work that I enjoy very much. I mean, people shouldn't get me wrong here. <laughs> I enjoy it very much, but it's just um, taking some time off what I do day to day and just uh, doing other activities, you know, they give you that sense of uh, motivation. So I'm slowly recovering. It makes me, what you're saying makes me think of um, proverb we have in English, maybe you have it in Swahili, but I can't think what it would be. Um, um, it's like a change as good as the rest and there's some truth in that right so like mm. you're, you stopped one thing and you're there's still something you're working on but it's something else right and like yeah. a rest from it a rest yeah. can be and i i'm about to take one that is like more of a like rest i'm not gonna work but then at the, at the same time what is rest right because mm-hmm. it, like, a rest someone else might be like you're at rest <coughs> you're still working you know but sure. You know, but to someone else, it's like, yes, I am resting because I'm doing something else. So I don't know. It's a, it's, it's a question. What is rest? <laughs> what does got, rest I've mean to an, you? I've got an answer for that. And I think. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so, okay. There, there's one thing that's, that we often talk about in rest, which is like sleep. Right. And everyone needs that. Right. Everyone needs some of that pretty much every day. Otherwise, you know, things go wrong. But beyond that, my take on this is that we, um, we all have different, different activities, things in our lives that make us feel rested. And also I talk about replenished. And replenished is like, you know, it's where the, um, the name for the project it comes from. It's like to fill yourself up, right? So there's rest and that fills you up with energy in the simplest sense. Like, so sleep, it fills you up with energy to go and do another day. Like every night we sleep, the morning we, you know, we've got, we've got the energy to get up and do another day. But there are other things in our lives that like fill us up in different ways, like, and, and they're different for everyone. So if um, you're, you're thinking like, I hate, I hate just sitting about, but I, you know, I really love to, sing you know then singing for you might be something that really replenishes you something that feels actually quite restful to you peaceful to you um or whatever so what i'm all about is like helping people to identify like what is it for me that fills me up and then how can i do more of that in my life so that i get more filled up right 
yeah. I think it's kind of a relative thing, what is rest. And I think sometimes actually we can get a bit obsessed by, oh, this should feel restful to me, you know. So maybe you think you've heard that meditation will make you feel better or you've heard that a certain kind of exercise will make you feel better or, you know, you, you think that um, rest must mean like doing nothing. Mm. But like for you, those things might not work. So I'm really about encouraging people to like really pinpoint a few things two or three things actually that you know make you feel better and just mm. trying to bring them into your life a bit more you know like yeah. it's simple something simple so you know I have a few things that I know make me feel better and I focus mm. on those and then sometimes I do other stuff too but um yeah that's like yeah I think yeah, okay. different for everyone and, it, and it's important that it's something that actually makes you feel better not just something you think should make you feel better so I think um, taking this time, I think I've uh, regained my love for reading. Um, I guess my my day to day just completely that was out of the window. You don't even have you. I mean, you have time, but then by the time you you know you open your book and you want to read five minutes into it, and you're already asleep. <laughs> <laughs> I know that one. So, yeah. <laughs> I have a challenge, so, have a challenge yep. for you. So you've really yeah. found your love of reading, right? Yes. Um, I take it you've been reading the last few days and, and, you, and you've remembered how much you love it. So yes, here's absolutely. my challenge. Here's my challenge. Uh-huh. When you go back to your normal routine, um, uh-huh. what, what could you do? Like, how could you make that reading a time for that reading part of your normal routine like what things could you do to make that possible so that you're not trying to read when you're already asleep <laughs> that's a that's a very good challenge you know okay so uh, I, I'm trying to f- fix it in between should i read it in between lunch but then half of the time you you're grabbing your lunch while you're working or you're grabbing your lunch well you know it's just next to next to impossible to even finish a chapter so yeah. <laughs> yeah so it's indeed it is a it, it's it's a challenge yeah okay <laughs> but it may but it, but you enjoy it and it, and you said it was a love for reading right yes so because um, I've always loved reading um that's uh that that's always been been me but you know a, a book and of course a cup of tea but <laughs> <laughs> but you know I guess uh the routine just completely took over. And as I said, by the time you actually have the time to read, you're too exhausted to even stay up five minutes to to read even two lines. So, it, yeah, so it, so, it's quite challenging. Yeah. So, so tell me, what other things in your life do you make time for every day? Just name a couple. Name a couple. Um... I make time for for family. That's definitely mm-hmm. number one. I make time for for reading. I make time for myself. Mm-hmm. So so that could be anything. Whether I want to to stay up just doing nothing for twelve hours, not move a muscle. My so far, I mean, I I enjoy being lazy. Believe it or not. <laughs> I actually know that about you. <laughs> yeah, you know, I just enjoy being lazy. <laughs> so, you know, just sit there for 12 hours and just do nothing. So, for me, those three things, I, I, I do really, I, I enjoy actually having 
making time for it. So that's yeah. family, that's reading, and just um, yeah. time for myself. I, yeah. I, I, I really, that's one thing I always, because I believe a happier me, you know, projects a more positive person than a grumpier me. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so when you have your daily routine, it becomes next to impossible to incorporate those things in. So you find yourself, um, you're losing balance. Um, mm. So it's always, you're working a lot of hours, um, mm. you know, your day job and your side, side hustles and things like that. And then by the time, it gets, let's say, to a weekend, and instead of you making time for, for your friends and family, um, that's compromised because now you have to choose between friend, friends and family or you have to make time for yourself mm-hmm. to do something that you like or that something that's going to make you, you know, it's going to fulfill you somehow. Yeah. So there's always that compromise and then you feel like time is not enough. But then yeah. when you think about it, you actually do have a lot of time. It's just, how to organize your time mm-hmm. that way. So yeah. I guess for me, a big challenge is organizing my time to make sure that I balance and I, I fit all these elements into my life. Yeah, and that is a big challenge. And one of the things that I say to people is, like, sometimes things have to go. And in order to make these decisions about what has to go and what we want to bring in, you know, it's not just asking ourselves what, what replenishes me, what fills me up, but it's also asking ourselves, like, what's the bigger picture? Like, what, what is it in my life that are the things that I really, you know, care most about? You just identified three things. But you might also say, okay, there's those things, and then there's, you know, there's work, and work might be somewhere in there as well, or something you're trying to achieve in your work or your side hustles (laughs) and then you might say you might be able to map all those things out and say there's loads of stuff here and yet I really want to read so it's like where can you take a bit of time can you say like one day a week you come home earlier from work or you read at lunchtime or you you know it's like it's about finding the small moments I know I learned this um, partly in fact from um, writing so um, a little while ago, I was trying to get like the first draft of a book together, and the way that I did it was by writing every morning, you know, every morning. And I I wrote a certain number of words, in fact, every morning, rather than for a certain amount of time. But you could do something for a certain amount of time as well, right? You could say like, I'm just going to read for ten minutes. And I know you might say, oh, I wouldn't finish a chapter. Okay, sometimes you wouldn't finish a chapter, but you would have done some reading in your day, and you might find mm. that in time you know if you do that for 10 minutes every day or maybe you can find 15 or maybe it turns out actually there are 20 if you get up 10 minutes earlier you know you yeah. might find but it's doing it in the small way not doing it in a way that's really unsustainable and it was like that with my writing like so the first thing I do when I sit down at my desk I don't read the email I don't know anything and I did this for like a few months um yeah until I had kind of like most of the draft of the you know the messy draft of the book but it was just simply by doing that. And actually the amount of time in my day that it really took to commit to that thing wasn't humongous. But it was yeah. like keep doing it. And I think that sort of goes alongside the filling ourselves up things. Like um, we have to kind of like make a structure for ourselves in which we can, we can do these things. And that will help with the burnout and help with the overwhelm. And a lot of the time when we're feeling burnout and overwhelm, we're not being very efficient with the time we have. 
you know so we're like trying to do all the things and we're not and we might not be being be being all that effective you know we're just kind of busy busy for busyness's sake um and there's always more to do and we never stop and and, and i think that the truth is often that you know if you could take half an hour out of that day and do something you love you might actually be more effective in the other hours that it's not just the time we spend on things but it's also the quality of how we're doing and the, and, and the quality of the attention we give them and stuff so it's complicated <laughs> yeah it is um because i remember um there was a time uh, for the past i think three or four months the only way i was reading is actually early in the morning you know as i'm heading to work there's traffic right. so as i sit on tra- <laughs> And wait for the traffic to open up. I, I, I actually read. So I was actually thinking about suggesting that. Yeah, I was. I would actually read. You know, so for me, it was like. So I, I kind of got used to that. So when someone gets into my car, there are piles and piles of books, and they're like, "What time do you? You know, when do you get to read these books?" I'm like, mm, "There's traffic." <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just using, utilizing my time, you know, instead of being bored and just staring at people, be on my phone. I'd rather just read one or two, you know, one yeah. or two lines. <laughs> and often it's about spending less time on our phones or our email or whatever the things exactly. are that, but that exactly. kind of invade our space. Exactly. Yeah. And also, exactly. it's like, um, it's like, uh, seeing those those times when actually there is there is space and letting them be space, you know, rather than kind of filling them up. Like you said, you could have been answering an email, but actually, what if you read a book, which is something that you're missing that you love to do, you know? Or what if we? What if you, you know? Don't, well, you obviously, if you're driving, you wouldn't close your eyes, but <laughs> but it could simply be just doing nothing. And you know, I do. We're like we're going into the detail of this quite a lot and um answers are different for everyone but I do think like identifying those things that we that we really want to commit to and then finding like literally putting them in our diaries if necessary or finding that habit of like when I'm in the traffic jam and I know this place on wherever it is road is always really bad that's when I'm going to like read a bit of my book whatever it is you know I do think that that's the way that we shift some of this stuff is by like committing to those things for ourselves. If you can, if you can try and fit something that you love um, into your day, I guess, into your day to day, I mean, find that way to fit it in. Mm. Um, as you say, sometimes we just find ourselves busy for the sake of being busy. But if you look at your time actually from morning to evening, uh, there are so many instances that you could actually fit in something that you do love. Um, for instance, if you're a person, I don't know, at least this is in my opinion and in my experience and some things that, uh, because I love doing this thing, so I tend to find a way to fit them in. So for instance, I used to, you know, if I couldn't go, let's say to the gym in the evening and I knew that my day is going to be crazy, I will use my lunch hour to go and do at least 20 minutes, you know, and and just do my 20 minutes at the gym. Um, So in my personal experience is like you, you will all time for things you love. 
Yeah, and I and I want to speak to one thing that we haven't mentioned this evening, and that is that you know a lot of us have also you know caring responsibilities. We're looking after children, and we're looking after parents, we're looking after other people in our lives, and so that also eats into our time. And sometimes there isn't enough time, right? I don't I don't want to kind of make out that like there's always more time to put everything everything in. I think it it, it there there are times usually in our lives to fit things in, and there's but I think there's also things. That, that we can totally stop doing <laughs> you know and I think like that's a key part of this as well it's like what are the things that I'm doing that I actually don't make me feel good or actually aren't essential or actually aren't getting me anywhere and those can be hard questions you know but quite often we're in the habit of doing some stuff that we don't really enjoy um so so that's also part of the question and it's and it's a key part of getting out of burnout is is figuring out like what are the things that I'm doing that are actually frustrating me, you know, and, and supporting this sense of overwhelm. Um having said that I'm gonna end with something. So there was this study they did last year, I think or, or it was in, in paper last year and I just remembered it while we were talking. So um basically they, they did a study that, that uh, in Australia, some researchers did a study and it showed that the best performance from workers aged over 40 was uh, in a three-day week and not a five-day week so research found that cognitive performance of middle-aged people that's 40 and over improved as the working week increased up to 25 hours a week so working up to 25 hours a week they you know it was good it was kind of good for their their brain like cognitively that was they were doing well as soon as it went over 25 hours performance tests um test test showed decreased performance because fatigue so tiredness and stress starts to take effect so yeah so um so that's it and I'm not going to go into all the details of it but I think it's an interesting you know the details of the survey but it's an interesting thing to bear in mind because that's kind of part of what I'm speaking to as well it's like we think that by working more we're going to do better but that actually that research demonstrates the opposite that it's not necessarily by working more it's by working you know an amount and there it was showing how like up to 25 hours then people were were performing better but that once they went over that and they were also over 40 in that case, then, um, then actually they weren't, they weren't performing better anymore. They were getting tired, they were getting stressed. They were, you know, and a lot of us are working much more than 25 hours a week, right? And so if we're working evenings and nights and weekends and all the things, mm. we are basically working too much and that's not making us more effective. So I guess it's the, it's the quality of work and not the quantity of the work you, yeah you so know, basically our brains get to a point where it's too much and they're tired and stressed and then we actually aren't doing a better job anymore it sort of makes sense but we i think um don't tend to think like that we tend to think like the more the more i do the better job i'm doing but the the, the reality is is something a bit different often <laughs> so, so when you go back to work you're not 40 yet, right? But when you go back to work, like, you know, think about it. And our theme tune over and over was written and performed by Eleanor Brown, who you can find at eleanorbrownmusic.com. <laughs>